Yeah. So this afternoon we'd like to pick up a second of these four qualities. It doesn't mean equanimity is finished, maybe just beginning. And we want to carry that with us. The possibility of that steadfast, mountainous presence as we turn to now another of the Brahma-viharas. Brahma-vihara means abiding place of the gods, the dwelling place of Brahma, um, a divine abiding. So when we start to touch these qualities, it doesn't mean it's, we have to believe in a cosmology of some other beings. It means that when the heart is more settled and able to be uncramped, it feels divine. Meaning it's not just our usual limited conception of what it means to be human in that sort of smaller sense of self. So that's where we're heading and that's these qualities are considered to be without limit. We can go further and further with these. So the second one this afternoon, we will begin to look at the quality of love that turns towards and is able to turn towards suffering. And that aspect of love can be called compassion. Seen as the capacity to be able to meet and turn towards the pain and suffering of ourself, of each other, of our world. To be able to resonate with it, feel it, be sympathetic, empathetic with that suffering, ours, each other's, the world's. And be able to respond. And that might be with the smallest gesture or the grandest gesture. What makes it a divine abiding is that it is uncramped as we practice it. Some of us will know what it's like to feel suffering. (laughs) Who doesn't? We might know what it's like to feel suffering, but what can easily happen is that our mind shrinks around it, tightens around it, gets cramped, and our response then can be anxious. I've got to do something about it in this kind of cramped way, or push it away or withdraw, or anxiously respond. And that's okay, we're human. We don't have to get this perfect. We'll see all of that. There'll be our habits and our familiar ways. It's okay. We can meet that too with compassion. Our anxious responding, our withdrawing, our compulsive urgency, our disgust. (coughs) They can be included. And with this equanimity, this earth touching, this bigger frame, this balance, then we can start to pulsate, resonate, sense, be sensitized to suffering. Be intimate with it without collapsing, 
around it. And that the Buddha points us to is without limit. There is not a limit as to where that can go, internally and externally. So it's very humbling when we see, we see our limits. I see my limit. But for not, us not to assume that our limit is the end of the story. And that without pushing, we can compassionately meet our limit. It's like, oh, look, here's where I collapse. <laughs> wow. Here's where I get anxious. This too. This too, my love. This too is included, and from the perspective of these Brahma Viharas, this too can be met, and we can widen around that. More depth, more intelligence can arise into that space, and probably all of you have seen in your life's times where we can be surprised by ourselves, surprised by other people, surprised at what beautiful responses can arise in the most extreme places in the world. And also with the most subtlest kinds of suffering. So we're going to practice this in a few ways this afternoon. And this, the pain that's spoken about is all levels of pain and dis-ease from our existential lostness. Like, what am I doing here, anyway? on earth, right, to the pain of being out of contact with our depth, that kind of bereft loss, where we believe we're this small atomized little self who's got to kind of survive and get it together and (gasps) that kind of suffering that conception of a self that's very small. To the suffering of not having our basic needs met, our need for safety, for nourishment, for shelter. To all levels, I won't be able to cover them all. There's, there's a veil of tears. Uh, in sentient realms of humans and creatures. This piece from a very classic and traditional Dharma teacher, he says, from Nyaponika Terry, says, the world suffers, but most people have their eyes and ears closed. They do not see the unbroken stream of tears flowing through life. They do not hear the cry, the cry of distress continually pervading the world. Bound by this limited view of self, our hearts can turn stiff and narrow. It is compassion that removes the heavy bar, compassion that opens the door to freedom and makes the narrow and rigid heart as wide as the world. So... You don't have to be as wide as the world. What comes up in this, in this, when we turn to this as a possibility is that our narrowness will show up as well. So just because it's three o'clock and it's time for compassion doesn't mean you're going to suddenly go, oh, good, bring it on. It might. That may be what happens. And if it is, know that. 
But it's sometimes what can show up is all the, what seems to be in the way, like, I hate compassion, I hate the world, who cares, you know, I wish I could go to sleep. So all of those things, or are, oh my God, I tried to serve the world and I just turned into a nervous wreck, or... Sometimes when we turn to compassion, our sense of actually wanting to inflict pain can arise. You know, so don't worry what shows up in your mind. You don't have to um, uh, feel badly about yourself if all kinds of dodgy things show up in your mind. Minds come up with all kinds of stuff, right? It's how we respond to it that actually makes the difference as to what gets cultivated. So our job is to not limit any arising in the mind, our hatred, our cruelty, our pettiness, our dullness, our wish to just turn away, don't limit that as the end point, like, oh, that's it, that's all my mind comes up with, I'm not compassionate, I'm just an angry blah, 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 blah. Right? No, this too, this too, my love, this anger is included. Can you breathe with this, your body, this breath, this too? Stopping, touching the earth, sensing the heart. Open the view. This is not the end. We are works in progress. So. Okay. So first <clears throat> practice that will do together today is to um, sensitize our hearts a little bit to this lens. It's not saying that the whole everything is suffering. It's not that at all because we have four qualities that we're opening to. But this is the kind of love that can turn its lens to pain, suffering and disease. So we'll sensitize the hearts a little bit to this possibility. Um, and at any point in this afternoon's practice, please remember to touch the earth. That these four qualities work as a family and that the equanimity is necessary. Not only necessary, it, it needs to go deeper and wider if we're going to open to suffering or else we get lost. We get swept away. So calling on the earth as our witness to make this bigger circuitry for the pain, our measure of the world's pain that we carry and each other's that we carry. Okay. So we'll start, um, I'll invite you to chant a little bit together, chanting with lots of... Um, uh, chanting can support this chest area. <clears throat> We've spoken about breath and body and chanting, singing can uh, support resonance in the ribs, the chest, this whole cavity around here. If chanting is not your cup of tea, that's fine. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Um, but you can relate to it either in the content, and it's a compassion chant, which I'll say something about, or in just the resonance, just the music of it. 
Compassion can be tender, it can be powerful, can be strong, can be firm, can be sensitive, so sensitive that it can permeate and penetrate the hardest, hardest constructions. So this one is Ommane Padme Hung, meaning homage. We're invoking this quality. Ommane Padme Hung, homage to this um, beautiful quality of compassion that actually is natural to us when the heart unfolds, when we uncramp. As the cramping relax, we find there is more love there. It's not something that we have to earn or be better to get. It's there, this jewel, as the uh, heart unfolds itself, then it's natural to love more. You know that. This isn't esoteric. You know that. (laughs) When we're less stressed, the love is more available. And that can go deeper and deeper. So Om Mane Padme Hung, homage to this quality, invoking this quality. So we'll chant it together or listen. Um, and then I, we will orient to our surroundings and each other, each other and the measure of the world's pain that each of us is asked to attend to in this life. And Jaya and I are very are very struck because we get to read your forms that you will write, your meditation experience and anything that you're working with in your life or conditions that are difficult. And people write, you know, you have written things that let us know some of what you're handling and been working with physically, um, mentally, emotionally. Um, loss, great loss. Losses that many of you have um, had to bear in recent years of loved ones, of young ones, of old ones. Illnesses that some of you are working with, serious illnesses and chronic illnesses. mental pain, disorientations. And that's just what you wrote. There's probably a hundred things each of you could have written about what you've been asked to handle this life. Um, So that's where we'll tune first, each one in this room. How would it be to not see us each other as like, oops, there's another human, what am I going to do with that? Or, as somebody, one of my teachers says, the shock of the other. When we come into contact with another, there can be a little shock sometimes, like, oops. Even if we like others, any of you know the difference of being on your own and being with others? Any gap there, there's some work for us. Some work for us. How would it be to view each other through the lens of, yeah, each one of us here, my brothers and sisters in birth, aging, sickness, and death, in sensitivity, in shared loss, each one of us here 
everything that is dear and near to us that we currently hold with great value we will one day be parted from. I'm going to meet you here, resonate with you here in this fragile, beautiful and tragic world. Let's meet each other here rather than in competition or comparison. We can meet here. And that can tenderize our heart. Sometimes it can feel too much. I don't want to meet you here. But what else, what other choice do we have? We can stay isolated, alienated. Or we can meet. And this is one place we can meet. It's not the whole of it. But the tender, vulnerable human heart is the basis of being able to respond wisely. We need to resonate with pain, in a sense, deeply, so that our response is appropriate and not just anxious. Okay, so please join the chant and then we'll guide us through practice. So big breath with your chest in all directions and we'll make an ah a little higher than that growly one we had in the belly, a little higher up, more like a ah. And you can keep going with that and I'll say a few things, breathing in with the chest. Letting your ribs and your heart and your lungs be included right now as you make a and even if the resonance doesn't yet have any meaning for us, like we don't feel a sense of resonance yet, some of us it's very hard for us to come into our bodies and feel resonance. You can do it by reflection, also equally as valid. And the reflection for compassion is to incline the mind, incline the mind towards um, the avenue of I care, I care about your pain. Even if we don't always care, we can kind of start to nudge and lean the mind in that direction. And if we practice it, it will just become a default direction. It's like, oh yeah, we can train the mind in this direction. So if you're thinking, sitting there thinking, oh, I don't get it, reflect, use the phrase, I care about your suffering, your own, someone who you know whose suffering you care about, or someplace in the world. Go to where you're able to get it, where you do care. Whether it's the, whatever it is, you, you'll find that place. Even if you think you're off the map, you're not. We're all on that same map somehow, the human, the human map. Okay, so this chant goes like this. 
I'll do it with my hands so you get the melody. And this particular compassion chant emphasizes the tender aspect rather than the active aspect. First, we need the tender resonance in order to be able to respond. Okay, so it goes like this. I'll do it once through, it has three lines. Om, <clears throat> Om Mani Padme Humri Om Mani Padme Humri Om Mani Padme The words are Om Mani Padme Hum. Om Mani Padme Hum. Om Mani Padme Hum. Om Mani in this room. Let yourself orient in the directions. In front, behind, side to side, above and below. The sixty-three beings in this room, or oh, human beings. Let's just start with the human beings for now. Each with our own measure of the world's pain. Om Mani Padme Hum Hri 
whatever that might be. Om Mani Padme Hungry. Our physical, emotional, mental vulnerabilities, perhaps. Om Mani Padme Maybe what we've inherited from our ancestors and our people. Om Mani Padme Maybe whatever is present and institutionally imposed. Om Mani Padme From the smallest thing to the deepest pain. Om Mani Padme May you be soothed. Om Mani Padme Opening out to the whole room. Om Mani Padme The people in front and behind and side to side. Om Mani Padme for whatever they have lost, for whatever they are bereft. Om Mani Padme There isn't anyone we couldn't love. Om Mani Padme Once we know their story. Om Mani Padme As we become progressively more able to resonate with each other. Om Mani Padme Listening to the cries of each other. Om Mani Padme Listening deep into the earth. Om Mani Padme The second practice, staying right as you are and sensing your body, your location. You as the center of your own landscape. And just practice for a few minutes this body, this breath. And you might notice there, there might be some res- response from the theme of compassion from the chanting. In which case, linger with that. Oh yeah, this body, I can feel the kind of 
ache in my arm where I had my arm up in the air for a while. And I can linger there, breathe with that. This too, this too is included. This too I can breathe with this pain. Pulsate along with this pain. This breath, yeah, here it is. Can I meet that tenderly? Human breath. The breath that came when I was first born and will disappear in the moment that I die. Can I meet that tenderly in the knowledge that it isn't forever? maybe I'm left with a sensitivity in the heart. This too, my love. Can I linger here? Learn how to resonate. Feel into... pulsing, that soreness, or that openness, or that tightness in my heart, or that place that feels bruised, or maybe it's like concrete and I'm completely in aversion right now. I hate this practice. Can you include that? The hardness. Not judging it. Not judging it. Nothing is outside of the touch of the divine abidings. So lingering with your body, your breath, and your heart, whether it's hard or soft, narrow and rigid, juicy and gentle, bruised and sore, vibrant and radiant. Can you be intimate? And if your mind is racing or dulling, use your mind to help you connect. And drop in a phrase, it's like holding, giving yourself a handhold, drop in a phrase. I care, I care about my suffering. I care about my pain.
And even if we can't feel it, guide the mind. Guide the mind here and now to this body. This breath. Because out of compassion for ourself, we know the suffering of endlessly hitchhiking in our mind. So out of compassion, give the mind a new track and drop that in like a pebble. body, this breath, this restlessness, this love, or this pain, or this sorrow. Stay close. One breath at a time. One pain at a time. the earth to bear witness. <coughs> with your right hand and with your left, you can place, if you wish, on your heart center, the middle of your chest. And let your body breathe under that heart, under that hand. So you might have both hands there or one hand to the earth and one hand to the chest. Don't underestimate that the gesture we take with our body has an influence on our heart and our mind. At the very least, at the very least, if we leave our hand there long enough, it releases a little more oxytocin, which soothes, makes us happier. And more than that, much more is possible. The tender caress of your hand who doesn't care about their mind, the quality and condition of their mind and pain. So let's practice quietly for a few minutes. This body, this breath, this too, my love. Staying steady.
bringing your mind back again and again. Training the mind to this theme. this body this breath This too, this too, my love. I care about your pain. Steadying the mind. Inclining the mind.
when your mind wanders, it's okay. But when you notice that, beginning again. couple more minutes to the end of the sitting. Where is your mind now? May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings be able to meet themselves with kindness and compassion. May all beings be able to rest deeply on this earth. 